Bienvenidos and welcome to the Latino Card. I'm JJ Saldana. And I am Rebecca De Leon. And we are recording from the Radio Boise studios. And today we brought on our previous, he was kind of like a guest, but he's actually more a quietly fourth, fifth partner of the Latino Card, Antonio Hernandez. Hi, Antonio. Hi, thank you for having me again. Yeah, so and um, I think we mentioned in one of our previous podcasts that we have Loteria cards for each one of us. Right. And we hadn't mentioned at that time because Antonio was not here at that time, not recording with us at that time. But Antonio also has a card. That is we haven't mentioned card. Ash's card either. No, we haven't. Okay, well, let's introduce the both of their cards. So Antonio's card is El Sol, which is the sun. Mm-hmm. And why did you pick that card? Um, so I work for a uh, conservation group. And, uh, you know, uh, global warming is a big topic. Actually, let's not call it global warming. I broke my own rule there. Let's <laughs> call it climate change. Okay. Um, and El Sol, I think I saw it right when me and JJ were first talking about uh, the Latino card. And he was, like, trying to convince me to want to do this. Uh, he's like, you know, think of a card that, that you want to be associated with. And I went through probably what all of you did, which is go through all the cards. It's like, we kind of picked right. each other, so it was kind of cool. Oh. We kind of assigned them. You're the only one, really, that got to pick yours. Yeah. yeah, so I was, like, brainstorming, and I saw on, I think I did, like, a Google search or something. And I saw that somebody had did the, the, the sol, but it was said el global warming, Oh, which is why <laughs> I just said global warming earlier. Uh, but, yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, hmm. I think that's like pretty appropriate. It makes sense. Yeah. And I'm also sense. like pretty pretty dark skinned. So it's <laughs> that's like true. me and the sun, we know each other pretty well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that makes sense on multiple levels. I like it. And so Ash's card is La Dama, which is the lady. The lady, yeah. Um, but we changed hers to say La Jefa because as you guys all know, she's, she's our boss and that's what La Jefa means. She's that's the right. boss. And it's and just so like a, a a very nice like kind of businessy lady looking yeah. like she looks like she's a boss she's, lady yeah and she dresses really fancy yeah she's all nice she's probably somebody who wears white gloves you know that type yeah yeah exactly and so we're like God, she's such sense. a snob <laughs> <laughs> she's not even allowed to defend herself jj <laughs> But Actually, yeah, so those are. I can because I have access to a microphone. Oh my god! Oh. You can just say the woman looks white. That's, <laughs> that's what everyone's thinking. That's not no, what I was thinking. No, I was thinking I was just thinking like this is a really prim and proper woman. Is the based on the card? And, yeah, you know she's well, like this really. But I don't think prim and proper when I look at Ash. She's really chill and down to <laughs> earth. Well, it's wow. not in that sense. Not like you're not prissy when and I the look lady's at you, kind of prissy. I don't think that someone who has their life together. <laughs> That is not what I meant. So, so far, my interaction with Ash, anytime she has something to say, she's going to say it. I love it. And I think that that's actually a really interesting trait to give to La Dama. Just like, you know, she's she presents herself a certain way, but at the same time, she has a voice. She owns her space. Mm. Yeah, she's strong. And she's fancy. Yeah, so Antonio's going to be on the podcast from now on. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are fired. (laughs) Fine. La Jefa said. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs) We're not allowed anymore. So let's get started with our um, hot topics of the week. Oh, my God. I mean, it has to be. Well, I mean, it's a hot topic more like of the month. It's going to be a hot topic of the year. Yeah. And it's not going to get really, you know, and so we should probably name it. Um, It's the census. Right. That's coming. It's the 2020 census. And if you haven't gotten any word yet, um, it's going to come fast. In April, we're all going to get postcards. If you actually, if you live with uh, an address that's like a city 
uh, recognized address, so no PO boxes, um, you'll get something in the mail, and it's like, go online to do the census. And, you know, you basically have to find a computer with the internet connection that works and try to self, um, what, do you, what, do you, what do they call it, uh, self-report, um, mm-hmm. you know, who you are, what your age is, uh, how many people live your in household. your household. And, um, you know, these, these uh, postcards are going to be mailed to so many different people all across the United States. But we have this hot topic of that we recently heard that this, the, the citizenship question is no mas. <laughs> nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually really curious um, because I've been kind of, you know, really doing a lot of reading, a lot of research on the census that only happens every 10 years. And there's a lot of like really um, heavy information that's like, even if I just started talking about all the facts about it, it's like not going to really land. It's not going to really connect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's partially because, um, like, for example, me, I have a really, really immediate uh, tie to people in my family that are not yet citizens. They're permanent residents, they're DACA, um, mm-hmm. or they're on a visa. And so, you know, there's all of this um, this uh, sensitivity around not wanting to break the law by say, by claiming you're a citizen or not wanting to break the law right. by, like, putting yourself where you're not supposed to be so to speak right and um yeah i mean like so when i when i think about the census and talking to my family about it i i talk um i have to talk about how you know you shouldn't be scared of this because it's supposed to be good it's confidential supposed to be confidential and it's supposed to help everyone because when we know how many people there are in our state um we know where the resources need to go we know what kind of help people need um, what kind of languages people speak, and we can be better at helping one another. Um, that doesn't, that's not at the forefront of people's minds when they think about the census, though. That's true. And going back to the question that is now, you said no mas, but do you think damage has already been done because they've just putting it out there that they wanted to have that question on there? Or do you think it's still going to stop people now that even though we know it's not going to be on there, but I think some people's minds are already made up that they're not going to. Because I think people know why it was proposed in the first place. And so I think maybe that is left over. It's made them feel anxious. Yeah, I think another thing is like whenever a public official or someone in power attacks immigrants it's really like an attack on a lot of different people and even like i'm a citizen um you know i was born here i grew up here i shouldn't have you know a credible fear of uh, being targeted but because they're targeting such a broad swab of people i do feel like i'm included in that and so Mm -hmm. yeah in that sense i do think there's been a lot of damage where you know it's just like an attack on a member of of your family is an attack on all of your family and so it's like not only non-citizens being uh like not wanting to participate but i also think it's like a lot of people in the latino community that feel like they don't want to well and i've heard from a lot of people and not just um, people of color um saying that the question was they found the question just offensive and that they were like this is wrong and so it wasn't just i think not latinx folks that are saying that um i think they're the most affected but i think um the question itself was determined to be offensive by a lot of people 
And I, I think people understood that it was targeted. It was targeted to right. a specific kind of person or a specific group of people. And that's why it was shot down in court because they said, you didn't have a reason to put this on. You tried to scramble to find a reason after the fact, but we're shutting it down because you didn't have a good reason before. You just you were just targeting people. And that's why it was not upheld. Right. And so a lot of like anyone who wants to do census work understand. Like, sorry. Let me start. With Ash, <laughs> take two. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that is doing census work is getting information around. You need to identify who's hard to count. You need to identify who's most most at risk because there are certain people that will always be counted. They can't wait to be counted, honestly. Um, <laughs> and there are those folks who are more marginalized. You know, like in not only the Latino community, but also this is like the Native American community, mm-hmm. the, the LGBTQ community. Yeah, like so many groups who are just um, falling through the cracks um, in sort of like the support network that we should be having as like living in this country and um yeah i just it's all good it happens <laughs> well, i'm also seeing just straight across the board and this again is not just for latinx folks what i was reading was getting the senior citizens to fill it out i mean considering like you know identity theft is all out there and there it's always been in you know, they're getting targeted with ads saying, you know, be careful for identity theft or whatever it is. And so they don't want to open the door for a stranger to fill out the census. They don't want to, um, you know, risk that either. And so I'm seeing that that's an issue across the board. But I think we should also discuss why it's important to fill out the census and why, um, even though that question was offensive or however you felt about it, why, why we need to fill it out. We being Latino people and just everyone everybody. in general, yes, everybody. Why? Why should we have to fill it out? You know, and I hear also a lot of people say like, "Well, I don't want to give my information to the government, even when they have nothing to hide." Essentially, right. um, and by by that I mean like their status as a citizen or not. Um, that would be something that you would probably not want to tell the government if you think that that would put you in danger, which was the whole reason why this was so controversial to begin with. But even people who who don't have to worry about that or who don't have that fear are just like, well, I don't want to give my information to the government. So why is the census even important for anybody to fill out? Well, one of the reasons is federal funding. Um, We get a portion of the federal budget to Idaho depending on how many people we have here. And so there's like you know, one of the biggest uh, points that gets talked about with these like census talks um, with the complete count committees is that every person that is isn't counted is basically worth a thousand five hundred dollars of federal money. That's that a lot counted. of money. Wow. Yeah. So even like a small percentage, like five percent of Idaho not like filling out the census, mm-hmm. that turns out to I want to say like a couple hundred thousand people. Multiply that by 1.5, um, just and it, right. it becomes millions of dollars very, that very quickly. That adds up quick. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Um, and so these these dollars, they help support social programs, um, things that I got to be a part of when I was a kid. Like, I did after school programs for um, Snake River Elementary, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of that money to fund those after school programs that, you know, really got me more civically engaged came from um the census Mm -hmm. and um i mean like all throughout you know my school career to um working with different organizations that you know rely on grants uh that money is often allocated 
because of like the census. So there's a need. People want to work in this community to, to sort of um, help provide support and services. And so that's, I mean, like funding is, is a big, big part of it. And grant, like you said, grant. You mentioned grants. You know, a lot of people, schools, businesses, nonprofits, churches, they apply for grants, and they have to put down the correct numbers. And the correct numbers that they that they use are census numbers. I know years back, before um, LGBTQ community was not being counted, and the people were asking, why do they want to be counted? What difference does it make? Again, it's because of grants, and that was one of the big reasons. And so, you know, offended or not by that question, I think it's important that you fill out that. Um, the census, because again, it's come back to the community, and maybe one of you two can answer this question too. But it also affects um, political lines, right? As far as how many congressional members we get, and whatnot. Representation, yes. right? Representation, representation matters. So it, so the census basically um, dictates. The census data is used by the state to figure out what the district lines are. So if we see a lot of people move into a certain district, it can't remain the same because that person would then be representing more people and we try to make it fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that it's, it's, it's residents and not necessarily registered voters because people under 18 can't vote yet. But right. you know they, they are the, the future voters, right? And they should be counted and they should, they should be involved in how we, how we define representation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, they take that, that data, the results of the census to, to figure out where the lines are drawn fairly. Um, this is a commission made of uh, bipartisan um, officials, and so it's you know compared to other states, we have some of the fairest um, drawn districts. And like you said earlier yeah. when we were talking, that they taken an oath um, as part of the census workers to um, keep things confidential. Right. So people who work for the census, that information is confidential. They do take an oath to make as employees of the census to. That they're gonna they're gonna adhere to um, the confidentiality agreement because it's really important that this information doesn't get used for other purposes, whether it be political or otherwise. The Census Bureau is its own entity, and it can keep that information under wraps and has agreed to do so for at least seventy years after each uh, decennial census, because it happens every ten years. And yeah. So, you know, I, why would I then um, need to identify myself as like a complete me? So if you're saying that, you know, it's just based on the number of people, you know, then I could just be like, oh, well, I'm one person and I live here and that's all you need to know. But why is it important for them to know that I am a woman, that I am 32 years old, that I am Latina? But I mean, um, how how would that translate to grants and how would that translate to drawing the, the district lines? Well, for me, sorry, um, is, um, so when you're applying specifically, like say, think a nonprofit who's saying, I'm going to be working with the Latinx community. And so you have to report this, how many Latinx people live in Idaho. And that's why you identify, or if they're working with, you know, um, Latinas, and so they'll say, "This is how many Latinas are in Idaho," because you marked that you're a woman and that you're Latino, and so forth. And that's why, because so they can, and that's the most accurate count they have. I, 
and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what most people use as their accuracy number for when you're applying for grants or when you're applying for um, other things. So like if that. I didn't identify myself as a Latina, and this organization, you know, no name organization, wanted to provide services for Latinas, and I didn't identify myself as a Latina, and they were to use census numbers to say this is the need that needs to be filled. The need is going to look a lot smaller than it actually is. Right. And they would then not be allowed or they would not be then afforded the proper, quote unquote, the proper amount of grant yeah, money. And as it is, I think a lot of our communities, our minority communities already feel that they're undercounted to begin with. Because I know that we're, we Latinos were 13 percent. But I truly believe that we're more about 15% in the community. I just I do feel right. that there's a lot more of us. Just going to different um, events, going around the state, I feel like there's a lot more Latinos, I think, that we're actually... That, and 15% might still be even liberal and low-balling it, because I think that we have a lot more numbers. I know when talking with the Filipino community, when they looked at the numbers, they're like, we get more... Because I think it said that there was like 500 Filipinos in Idaho, and they're like, we get over you know 1,500 people at our celebration. So don't tell us that this is the right number. So I. So what explains the disparity in those numbers? People not filling out the census. Oh. And so that's why it's important that so people fill it out. So it's essentially like we shoot ourselves in the foot. Right. So one of the re- one of the ways they define um, hard account is that in the previous census, the previous times that they did the census those communities did not turn out. And so basically after every census, a certain there are certain groups of people that don't turn out and those are, you know, that are identified as hard to count and it's the Latino community. I mean, very broadly speaking, it's the Latino community, it's the Native American community, it's children under five, it's um, people in really rural areas. When homeless. Again, yeah, and the homeless. And so why are those people not wanting to fill out the census? Is because they're scared? I think it's scared, but also trust. There's just no trust. Um, that would make sense. And why would you say that there is no trust? Antonio, please explain all of this to <laughs> us. Please solve all of our problems for us. Well, it's because they lied to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So why why do those groups um, not necessarily trust the government with their information? I don't think it's just Latinos. I think trust in our public um, public offices, you know, people in power, like, is pretty low in general. I think the only organizations that are trust that people actually trust, which I think is also very revealing, right? There, there's a lot of mistrust, but there are certain things that people do trust, and it's like your immediate network. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, if you have people in your that are friends or like online, there are certain people that you just like feel like you can rely on their information, and then it's like community organizations that have worked in your community, and you can see the positive change or the positive difference that they've made. Um, in those communities and so um, because you don't really see I mean I think like when I was growing up the Idaho Commission on Hispanic Affairs was just something that I heard as a name right it wasn't until I actually got to uh, talk with JJ and see the work that they've been doing for a long time and um, to understand you know that oh this is like a trustworthy Mm-hmm. source of information and now i just refer everybody to antonio 
<laughs> you guys got a pretty good bromance going on here. Yes, we've been inseparable ever since. <laughs> that's, that's so cute. Yeah, be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. But like, you probably interact with folks too, right? And you have to build trust. Yeah, you definitely do need to. And build it takes that time trust. to build that trust. And I think that, um, you know, especially for Latino communities, the citizenship question is very clearly tied to immigration. And so um, a lot of Latinos are part of mixed status as families, you know, where the status may be U.S. citizen and then legal permanent resident. And then what we would call deferred action, which is things like DACA, um, DACA recipients, they don't have any kind of pathway to citizenship. They don't have any kind of even legal permanent residence. It's just deferred action is what it's called. And then, of course, you have people who are just undocumented. You have people who are here on a visa, which means that they're here legally, but they're, they don't belong to any of those categories. Um, you know, and so I think that people were Latinos, I, the, the ones that I spoke to about this census, the citizenship question, were really nervous because why essentially would you tell the government who has been very openly sort of trying to get all kinds of immigrants out of the country, why would you tell the government who you are and how to find you, essentially? And so, um, thankfully, the citizenship question was struck down as unfounded in any kind of reasonable, legally reasonable um, basis, essentially. And so we don't have to do the citizenship question. And so it seems like, for those of us in the room right now, our stance is take the census like if you are Latino if you are especially if you're kind of what would be considered in the marginalized group take the census because those are the resources that are allocated to you those are that is the representation that you deserve it isn't just for a specific kind of person it is because we need to be heard we need to be counted we need to explain that we're here and we matter and I get it I get why they were people are offended and why there's trust issues but I think the bigger, like you said, the bigger picture is make sure that you are counted. Um, I hate to say it, it's like trust the, the census. They did take that vow of, you know, but because um, it's important and it's going to bring more resources um, to your community if you're counted. Yeah, I mean, I definitely support um, that people take this, the census seriously and fill it out. That information is incredibly helpful for everyone trying to make the community have more resources, have the support that it needs. Um, none of us can do it alone, right? No mm-hmm. single organization um, can provide all of that need. And so the census fills a huge gap for funding, for support. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very important. Not that you, not only that you take the census, but that you tell your family, like, hey, you can do this. This is going to be okay. It's going to mm-hmm. be fine. Um, you know, you may not see right away, like, the effect. But, you know, for the next 10 years, like, the census defines what will happen for the next 10 years and, and so many different things. And so, you know, you don't get a redo. Right. Mm-hmm. There's That's no reset. True. So it's very important that you take it seriously. I just want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. And thanks, Antonio, for coming in and joining us. Thank I hope you, we Antonio. get to come see you come see us again. Yeah, it's good to not be a bench warmer for <laughs> this long and to like, get, get in the game, you know, like put me in. Coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. You know, like I just watched, you know, finished watching the soccer games and I'm just like, all right, like what's next? What are we doing here? So thank you so much for having me. Um, 
it's always been a pleasure. Yeah, and you are you are like our our host as well. So you, we'll be seeing more of you coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So we're really excited about that. Uh, if you want to shoot us a question, a comment, um, this one was a little bit of a charged conversation. So if you have a response to it, um, just let us know. We are available on Twitter at the Latino Card, or you can follow JJ, myself, Antonio, or Ash. Uh, also on Twitter, we're we all, all pretty active. Yeah, we're, we're all pretty active on there. We like to talk to. Or you could just slide ourselves. into our DMs. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, but make it you know G-rated, I guess. For uh, some. <laughs> <laughs> or if you um, don't prefer Twitter, you can still email us at email us at latinocardidaho at gmail dot com. All right. So thank you for listening, and we see you all next week. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye.